This week's episode of The Bat Signal is sponsored by one of our most loyal advertisers in the past year, the Uptown Cheapskate Used Clothing Store. You can sell the great styles you no longer wear or use the trade-in value for savings off store purchases. There are lots of great deals at Uptown Cheapskate at 2410 Texas Avenue, South and College Station, so go check them out. Howdy and welcome to The Bat Signal, the weekly news podcast produced by The Battalion, a Texas A&M's official student newspaper. I'm Cameron Lang. I'm The Battalion's managing editor. And I'm Brady Stone, The Battalion's editor-in-chief. This week we will be talking about the October 15th print edition of The Battalion. So obviously a big portion of this paper is dedicated to early voting. So Texas's early voting window began on Tuesday, October 13th, and it ends on October 30th. And the on-campus voting location for early voting is the Memorial Student Center in room L526. And this is basically the doors closest to Kane Garage. As you walk by, you'll see there's like pink X's on the ground for social distancing. Um, pretty easy to find, there's signs everywhere, pointing you in the direction. Yeah, and if you're not able to vote there, there are already other places in Brazos County, so you can do your early voting in Arena Hall, the Brazos County Administration Building, the Galilee Baptist Church, the College Station Utilities Meeting and Training Facility. So all of those are open and available as of now until October 30th. Yes, and all of these polling places in Brazos County, they're providing hand sanitizer, and they actually have pencils that they give you to uses a stylus so that you're not having to touch the voting machines that lots of people will use before you and after you. So that's an added safety precaution. And we actually did an informal Twitter poll on our Twitter um, under Bat Asks, and 87% of the 267 total people that responded said that they planned on voting early. So me and Brady actually went and voted yesterday, October 14th, and I got to say it was very quick and easy. We voted in the MSE polling location, and I would say it was a pretty good experience. Yes, super in and out, really. Um, Everyone was wearing masks, just stayed in line. I guess we were there for probably, I'd say, no longer than 15 minutes, and It's right down the hall from our office, so we just like took a little break from production and went to exercise our right to vote. And I don't know, what time did we go? Like three o'clock, I think. So I guess maybe that's if you're looking to find a day or like a time period that it's not as busy. We went at three o'clock and I would say there was maybe six, seven people in line in front of us. So we were only outside for like five minutes. Yes, I'd say the only time that I've seen the line getting kind of long, which I'd say a long line would be like, I guess, 20 to 30 minute wait at the MSC would be around noon. But other than that, the line doesn't seem to get very long at all. So if you want to get more information about early voting, you can look it up in the newspaper and check out the story by Julia Potts and Miranda Campanella. They're both our news editors and they did a pretty good job. So moving into another story that we covered in this week's newspaper, We have done a feature article on LGBTQ History Month. Students are taking the month of October to celebrate LGBTQ history. So this includes National Coming Out Day and the commemoration of the first March on Washington in 1979. 
And the students that were interviewed said it was really important to look back on the significant events of LGBTQ history, like the Stonewall riots, and making sure to acknowledge other marginalized groups within the gay community, as well as remembering to celebrate by watching queer media or participating in AM's coming out monologues. So to hear more from students about what this month means to them, check out Lauren Disher's story, and that is in the paper on the cover, and it is also on thebat.com. The month of October is also Domestic Abuse Awareness Month, and in Bryan College Station, the Twin Cities Missions Violence Prevention Center offers resources through Phoebe's Home, Counseling, Case Managers, and much more. Yes, and a and Counseling and Psychological Services Program also provides counseling and other workshops on campus for people who may be victims of abuse. So to support these resources during the pandemic, a lot of organizations like Alpha Chi Omega have collected supplies in their donating anything from toothbrushes, clothes, food, gift cards, things like that to Twin City Missions and Phoebe's Home. And Alpha Chi Omega is also hosting a virtual domestic violence awareness week on their Instagram from October 19th through the 23rd to help spread the word and support victims of domestic violence. Moving on to our next story, Texas A&M football has a big game this weekend against Mississippi State. Yeah, so Aggies are coming off a big upset win over the Florida Gators, Jimbo's first win over a top five team as a coach at A&M. Yes, and A&M will have its hands full with Mississippi State's past first offense that only had 14 rushing attempts in their last game. That's not successful attempts. That is total attempts. They are passing the ball the entire game. But they also threw six interceptions, so it's kind of hard to know what to expect from them. So if you want to watch the game, to tune in and see if the Aggies will extend their winning streak against Mississippi State, the game will kick off at 3 p.m. And it is away, but you can watch it on ESPN. And if you want to see how our staff feels about this upcoming game, you can check out our staff picks in the newspaper, and it'll also be out on our Twitter sometime this week. Um, they're always funny. There's a lot of interaction, I would call it, we get on Twitter, so please check them out. We've got some good ones this week. Yes, the majority of us have chosen AM to win this game, but one editor didn't. Please do not cyberbully them, y'all. Please. <laughs> we'll see. So staying in the sports realm, there are a few games in College Station this week. So women's tennis will begin their fall invite me on Friday in the Mitchell Tennis Center. And the men's and women's cross-country teams will compete in their first home meet of the season, the Arturo Barrios Invitational. And volleyball kicks off their season in Reed Arena against LSU. Yes, and all these events um, start either on Friday or Saturday. So get out there if you have a sports pass, if you can buy a ticket and support the Aggies. There's more than just football at A&M. <laughs> yes, there is. So for some other quick updates from throughout the week, Silvertaps has officially moved back to in-person. Yes, they are currently working on like solidifying these plans, but um, I believe the next ceremony, which is on November 3rd, will be in-person. There are currently, as of October 15th, there are currently no honorees for next Silvertaps. Hopefully that doesn't change and we won't have any honorees at this Silvertaps, but if there is, um, they're looking to have this silver tap ceremony in person. So if you pick up a newspaper, you'll see on page six, an opinion piece written by columnist Sam Samoji. He wrote about voter suppression and how it's alive and well in the Lone Star State. Yes, he talks about a new proclamation from Governor Greg Abbott, where he said that 
every county in Texas can only have one mail-in ballot drop-off location. And Sam argues why he believes that is voter suppression. So I would definitely go check it out. Yes, go check it out. He has a super unique perspective of, I guess, a Republican voter commenting on a Republican governor's proclamation. I'm not sure. It's just very, very unique perspective. And on the page next to that, you'll see a movie review of Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween. Yes, definitely. If you're looking for some more lighthearted content, just look on the other side of that spread. And you can read about our arts criticism writer, Keegan Miller's opinion on this movie. Um, Spoiler alert, he hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't say that I will be watching this movie myself because I'm just not a huge Adam Sandler fan. But if you're looking for, I guess, what he describes as like, I don't know, I'd say like a cheesy, like corny Halloween movie. If that's like if if that's your vibe, then I check it out and it is on Netflix. So those were the headlines from this week's news roundup. For more information on all these stories, visit thebat.com. For up to the minute updates on all things campus news, follow the battalion on our social media accounts. Twitter and Instagram at the bat online and on Facebook at the battalion. And if you're on campus, pick up a newspaper from one of our stands. Thanks for listening and come back next week for another round of news. The writers of this week's episode of The Bat Signal are Cameron Lang, Brady Stone, Miranda Campanella, Julia Potts, Lauren Disher, Amina Butt, Hannah Underwood, and the Italian sports staff. Edited and produced by Annie Wells, with graphics by Gabrielle Shree. And thanks again to Uptown Cheapskate for sponsoring this episode.